0: On this episode of the Mammy video podcast, we're talking about how I manage my camera rigs, what I do on days that I'm not shooting, recording audio into camera versus externally, deleting footage from past shoots, and when is it appropriate to follow up with clients on particular jobs. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of the Miami Video Podcast. My name is Ariel Martinez. Uh, After last episode, you guys have been sending over even more questions, and I really do appreciate that. Um, I I really enjoy answering these questions. Uh, I've gone ahead and chosen some of them that are more unique. I like to answer things that I haven't answered before, but for those of you that did not see a response to your questions, probably because I've already answered it. Uh, or I'm just saving it for another episode. But uh, if you haven't already done so, you can go over to MiamiVideoPodcast.com and uh, over on the search uh, bar there, you can go on and um, search for other episodes that I've covered and probably find what you're looking for. I've We've <laughs> covered a wide variety of things on this podcast. We're at, I believe this is episode 207, which is nuts. So uh, yeah, you you can go in there and, and pretty much find anything, anything from production equipment, sending emails, finding crew, uh, you know, how to deal with a bad client, how to get paid and all the sort. So, uh, we've gone in there. Um, and you know, I like to answer questions. Even I may have even answered some and might be approaching these new ones from a different angle. So uh, that's kind of, uh, why I've chosen the ones that I did, but Anyways, with all that out of the way, let's go ahead and get started with our first question. Uh, What do you do on days you're not shooting? Right. So if you follow me, you know that I barely do any post-production work and I actually like it. I like that uh, most of what I do now these days is shoot and deliver footage. It's a way easier workflow for sure. Uh, It's easier to manage. Um, I'm done at the end of the day and I move on to the next one. And so when I'm not shooting, the days that I don't have a production set, I'm doing things like I'm updating directories uh, that that I find myself on, like production hub, staff me up and things like that. Uh, Organizing, uh, updating the website, uh, see how that's performing over on Google. Uh, I'm organizing my equipment. So uh, if, if I just finished a shoot, or several shoots um my studio is probably going to be a mess so i'm probably uh organizing all of that stuff and putting things back to where they were maybe labeling things getting even more organized there's so many things you can do um uh w- with that regard so and uh also checking messages um i think the other day i i i noticed that i missed a message over on i think it was production hub uh, but no, either I didn't receive the message like through my email or text, or I just missed it. I was so busy. Uh, but yeah, you you might want to go and check your messages there because there might be things you might be missing there. But anyways, uh, yeah, when I'm not shooting, I'm making sure I'm keeping things up to date. I'm continuing to build my presence online, make content like the podcast I'm making right now. Uh, today's the day that I'm not shooting. So I'm able to do stuff like this. So uh, yeah, I, I always try to keep myself busy because, you know, you never know when, um, uh, you're going to have that time again to, to sort of build the business. So try to, trying to keep a, a I guess some sort of nine to five sort of regimen, whether it's more or less according to how you want to work, it's really up to you, but try to be productive even though you don't have, I guess, paid work. This is indirectly paid work. So, um, yeah. I do things like that, always try to improve, always try to uh, make my presence more uh, better known on the online uh, platforms. How do you manage your camera rig? Is it the same every time or do you change it depending on the shoot? Well, I definitely change it depending on the shoot. Uh, Ironically, I have um, like four external monitors and I only I, I actually barely use them. I barely use them. Ever since I, I switched over to Sony full-frame mirrorless, uh, I guess like the FX line and FX9, FX3s and A7S3 and all that stuff, the, the autofocus is so good. It has uh, really not made it necessary for me to use external monitors anymore just because I trust the focus so much. Um, I, can really make, I can really trust that the camera's grabbing focus on what it's saying it's grabbing focus on, and I don't really have to like uh, push my face up onto the screen to really see if I'm getting proper focus. Uh, it's been that good for me. I just make sure that the white box is on the eye of my subject. If it's an interview or whatever, and, um, or touch to focus. And, and that has really helped me a lot to, to rely on autofocus and, and, and whatnot, and not need an external monitor to make sure that I'm getting proper focus. But, um, yeah. As far as like external power, I really just use the the batteries that go directly into the camera. I don't need V-locks. Uh, I have found that the batteries, especially with the FX3s, they, they last a good amount of time um, before I have to replace them. Uh, so it hasn't made it necessary for that. So I, I try to do things that are a lot more efficient, especially if I, if I operate one-man band oftentimes, or even if I'm with a, an assistant like my, my setups, I guess, tend to get a little more elaborate uh, the more people I have on set. So, either way, it's still quite a process to get set up. But I, I try to do things that are a lot easier. Also, I like to eliminate the things that don't take, that, that basically don't put the, the production at risk. Uh, you know, having an external monitor is just something else that can go wrong, a cable that could go out, uh, something that I might forget. Uh, batteries that I have to charge. So things like that I have to remember. So, um, I rather focus more on getting everything I need rather than the, the, at the, the additional stuff that I guess I, I don't need really. Uh, so it's, it's worked out really, really well for me. So my camera rigs tend to be very, very light do you always have audio going directly into the camera or do you sometimes shoot audio externally into a mixer? What determines this decision? <sighs> That's a good question. Um, so normally I have it going into the camera. Um, to me, it really depends on how many people I'm shooting. So if it's two or less. Two or one, one or two people, it's mostly in camera, but also it really depends on what the client is requesting. So, if they're requesting my one man band style, uh, including audio, sometimes they're very direct with that, that they just want audio into camera and that's what they're looking for. Sometimes they don't even mention it, but their budget doesn't, you know, allow for a sound mixer. Uh, Or sometimes they don't even need it you know, so for what they're looking for, for, you know, online based content and things like that, it's really not necessary to go externally. Um, I have found that the preamps of these new cameras are working really, really nice. Um, and so for the sake of simplicity, going internal into the camera is much, much easier in my opinion. Um, and, uh, you know, at add, adding time code and external tracks and all that stuff, it gets a little more complicated. It's a couple more steps in post that you have to do. Uh, but, you know, I mean, nothing probably is more, uh, I guess, how, how, do you, how do you say it? Um, I have a lot more confidence there being a sound mixer on set that's taking care of audio and I know it's going to be that good. Like I always prefer that. Um, but I don't want that to be the only option that I give my client, if that makes any sense. I want to make sure that my client has options, should their budget not be, uh, big enough to accommodate a sound mixer when they really are more concerned about having a creative look, right? So, um, I really kind of distribute the budget according to what is needed. Uh, so sometimes they have a, a fixed amount that, that can really pay for a beautiful interview setup. Uh, but doesn't leave too much for an audio uh, tech, right? So me being confident in in capturing audio, um, I'm able to offer that to my client. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's nicer to have a sound mixer there, but it's not always um, affordable for the client. Uh, but you know, I. that being said, I have the equipment myself to capture audio externally should the amount of people that are being recorded have to surpass two, right? So if it's three, four, five people that have to be recorded at the same time, now it makes it a little more complicated to record internally. Uh, don't even think that could be done. So now you're going to have to need a sound mixer, uh to come in and 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 kind and kind of record externally and you're going to have to sync it all in post and it looks like they're looking at a lot of post production uh time but more likely than not your client is expecting that um but yeah I mean it really depends on how many people you're you're trying to record um and always 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 want to record in separate tracks you never want everything to be mushed into one uh, to one track, because that's not good. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of how I approach those kinds of uh, jobs re- regarding audio um, and deciding whether or not it's internal or external. So I want to make sure that I'm doing that properly. When do you delete footage from past shoots? Um, I don't think I delete footage. I actually just archive everything. Um, So I always buy these Western Digital or these Seagate uh, external drives. And I, I sort of label them actually here. Let me, there we go. And I label them and I I put stuff away. These are like eight to 10 terabytes per drive. And, um, yeah, I label them and I, I put things away. One thing I should actually do now that I think about it is I should be putting the, the, the stuff that I have inside of them, printed or written somewhere on the outside so that I don't have to connect it every time I need to see what's in there. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't, um, I don't really delete stuff. And if I've ever sent anybody any client footage, whether it's through Dropbox or a physical drive, I always have it backed up somewhere, whether it's that archive drive or on my Dropbox, which is how I would have sent them the footage anyways. Um, my Dropbox has unlimited space. So, uh it's very, very safe. When you're dealing with your client's footage, like you want to be very, very careful with it. I just, I, I've never made a habit of deleting anything. Um, and it's become relatively affordable to, to have, to buy those external drives. I think they, they run about a hundred dollars a pop, you know, for, for all that storage. And you know, you don't need those every few months. You just at least one to two a year. Uh, you should be fine with that, if that, you know, it depends on how you shoot and how much footage you're, you're, you have to put away. But um, <clears throat> that's kind of how I do it. I don't I really don't delete uh, old footage. When is it appropriate to follow up with the client about a potential job inquiry? I guess it depends. It depends on... um when is the job? So if you, you get an inquiry happens all the time where, hey, you know, we're looking for this, this and that, and you're able to go ahead and submit an estimate, a, a proper quote to your client, uh, then, you know, let's say, you know, they're probably going to tell you, all right, great, thank you. We'll, we'll get back to you um, or I'll send it to the director or, you know, we're, they're just shopping around. It's not a bad thing if you go the very next day and say, hey, just wanted to follow up and see if I could answer any more questions for you. Uh, there's there's a polite way to approach without you, uh, I guess, looking so desperate. <laughs> but um, that's kind of sort of how I would do it. I would just approach them and and, and sort of or email them or whatever, however you're contacting them. Or you guys have been communicating, and just a friendly. Uh, hey, is there anything else I can answer for you? Just wanted to follow up and see how things are going, um, and and whatnot. So, yeah, uh, the most likely than not, they're shopping around and whatnot. Uh, uh, you know, if the if the shoot is like three months away, that, that's quite a, quite a lot of time. So you can rest assured. Maybe it'll take a few days to. To, to really make a decision. And maybe you, you don't have to do it the very next day. You could just wait a few days to three, four days maybe is fine. Maybe even a week is fine. Um, uh, but yeah, I, it really depends on, on how quickly the shoot date is approaching. So that's kind of how I sort of uh, approach that. Well, that is it for this episode. That was just a few questions here that was submitted. Thank you guys so much for submitting your questions. And please don't forget to go over and uh, subscribe to the podcast. Share this episode with somebody you think might benefit from it i really do appreciate that leave us a five-star review over on itunes uh those are great it makes us look good and so uh i really do appreciate you guys tuning in any other questions you guys have i love to share my production journey my 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 building my business has been my dream come true and it continues to unravel each and every day so anything you guys have i i always want to uh share forward uh what i've learned and things that have worked for me so uh, I, I do appreciate that and don't forget to continue to listen and tune in for more uh, episodes to come so my instagram is ariel it's at ariel martinez. Dot jr jr i've changed it a few times already uh, and for the podcast is at miami video services so uh, i appreciate you guys tuning in and until next time see ya